This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Police Chief Gordon Ramsey. Welcome to Issues 2022. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Steve. Hey, and before we get to Chief Ramsey, I'd like to share that this uh, Issues program went on the air in December of 1999, so we're now into our, what, 23rd year for this Sunday morning program, a public affairs program. Thank you all for listening. Chief Ramsey, before, before we get to what I really want to talk about, I'd just like to mention that we did have uh, a Wichita police officer get in trouble with the law down in Clearwater the other day. And I know you can't talk anything specific about a case like that, but this happens from time to time, not very often, but when a police officer gets crossways with the law, what what's the procedure within the department there? Well, one of the things that we started doing uh, in 2017 was we notified the public via uh, media that when we did have an officer arrested or charged with a crime that we shared that information. That hadn't been done previous to that. But there's also, uh, if it is not a crime of violence uh, or a crime of, crime of significance, they are put on uh, admin leave. Um, if they are uh, charged with certain crimes, they, are, they go on unpaid leave. Um, and then there's an internal investigation as well that begins oftentimes after the court case is completed. Okay. Uh, now let's uh, talk about uh, the decision you've made to, to leave our fair city of Wichita. Uh, you've been chief since uh, 2016, so uh, why are you leaving? Six years. Well, uh, for a number of reasons. One, the, the, the biggest one is family. Um, my kids have, uh, you know, the being the job of a police chief is not conducive to having young kids. And, you know, the last few years have been particularly difficult, not only with the COVID, but also the national police issues that have impacted us here as well. And the demands for the job continue to grow. And it is really more of a lifestyle than a profession right now. And um, I've recognized that my kids have come second and my wife has come second for too long. And, uh, I need to just slow down and and spend more time with them before it's too late. Good point. And uh, you know, when I was when I was growing up, if if uh, a kid's dad was a police officer or a sheriff's uh, de- deputy, well, uh, that was a cool deal. But I wonder in today's day, you mentioned your kids. I, I never thought about this, but sometimes maybe they can catch a little flack out there for dad being a policeman. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, and you know what? We've I've lost uh, three employees to. Uh, COVID. Um, last summer, we lost Captain Clay Germany, who was a good friend and just an excellent member of this department. And, you know, that takes a toll as well. My dad has uh, lung cancer. Uh, he's turning 90 next week. Um, and, you know, I just, there's not enough time in the day to do everything that I need to, and family is going to come first. All right. Now, uh, we talked about the you possible leaving on this show just a few weeks ago, the Austin job. Has something changed in that time to hasten this along, or is it just you just yeah. come to a decision? Well, if you remember right, my uh, and I think we talked about it, my dad's sister lives down near there, and it would have enabled us to, to be a little closer as a family, um, bring everybody together, uh, including my parents and my, my, uh, my aunt. So, but that didn't work out, and um, what we've decided was that the best thing for us is to uh, go back to our old lifestyle, which for me is uh, a little more fishing for walleyes and time in the woods and 
you know, I want every Saturday growing up, I went fishing with my dad uh, when I was my son's age. And, and I want uh, to share those same things with my kids. And uh, that way of life was, uh, I think, shaped me who I am. And uh, it was a, I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to uh, have the same relationship with my kids that I had with my dad. And part of that is enjoying the outdoors in the area that uh, I knew how to enjoy. Well, that's that's honorable. Uh, I respect that. Do you, you, but I, the thing I wonder, I wonder about is, you know, whenever I've changed jobs, when I've left a job, I always had another one lined up before I left. And yeah. I'm not sure. Are you just throwing your hat in the, in the creek there, or do you have something in mind as far as employment? Well, there's a couple, oppor- couple consulting part-time opportunities that I have. Um, one of the things to know, though, is my wife left a really good career in real estate, and the transition here was difficult for her. And she didn't end up selling real estate, and she really missed her uh, real estate career. And uh, so she's gone back to selling. We, we own uh, rental property here as well as up there, and um, you know, real estate's a big part of our life, so I probably will help with that to an extent. There's some other opportunities I'm looking at as well up there that I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but uh, I am going to prioritize my family. That's what right. the main thing. So I can quit worrying about your paycheck then. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> the, you know, if it worse comes to worse, I'll be at the plasma center, but I will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can always do something. Yeah, right. I'd like to look at some of the things the police police department here in Wichita has accomplished during your tenure. Uh, your community involved policing, uh, to me, is a high point. Uh, where did that come from? Had it started before you got here, or did you bring it with you? Well, this department has a long history with community policing, and it's ebbed and flowed over the years. Before I got here, and even my first few months here, there was a fair amount of, a lot of frustration, actually, from certain communities on police relations. Matter of fact, there was a number of uh, there was protests that were happening against the police, related to various issues when I first got here. And we really worked harder to push the police officers closer to the community and rebuild some of those bridges that uh, had been uh, maybe not as strong and, you know, refocus on the importance of community relationships. Because policing is 100% relational with your community. As uh, police departments across the country dealt with the racial turmoil a couple of years ago, Wichita seemed quiet by comparison. I know we had at least one incident late at night, but uh, the quiet, is that because your people had laid the groundwork that you knew who you were dealing with? I think that's a big part of it. Now, we're we're far from perfect. You know, we are a human organization that is, uh, you know, makes errors, but we strive to be the best we can be. And I think that people see the the efforts that our officers have made um, to build relationships. And I think one of the reasons why we haven't had the significant issues is the trust and relationships that we've built. And when we do have issues now, you know, um, and oftentimes, you know, some of the flashpoints involve, uh, revolve around race. And that's been a big focus of ours, of building relationships with communities that have had historical distrust with the police. But we invite in, if we have a, a questionable incident, and it is doesn't rise necessarily to the news level, but question about how the police handled something. We invite community leaders in to watch the videos of incidents and show them 
uh, firsthand what had occurred. One of the cases was a suicidal uh, male who shot himself, and rumors started to fly out that the police had shot him. And when we called in, uh, you know, key community members, they helped us calm that uh, unrest. And uh, I think it showed goodwill on our part and transparency that we do want to have a good relationships. And here's what happened. Come in and watch the video. And the body cams came in, and, and uh, uh, they can be good and bad, but uh, they're, they're there, and at least you have a record. Like you said, You've told me before, if you bring somebody in, and there it is, and they just back off if, they, if, if it comes out the other way. Yeah, there's, that's a game changer in the policing profession. Uh, they are so beneficial in so many different ways, from uh, evidence in court cases to an average, just an everyday complaint about an officer's conduct. Did you get any calls from other police departments uh, wanting to tap into Wichita's community policing success or... Did they just not know about it, or how did that? Yeah, you know, we've had. Uh, there's no doubt our department is now looked at at a national level in a number of ways. Whether it be our our homeless outreach team, our the ICT one, the integrated care team, where we're, we have uh, our mental health efforts, where we have a social worker, an officer, and a paramedic out trying to stabilize people that are in crisis. Um, you know, one of the other areas that we don't talk a lot about, but is our hiring efforts as departments across the country struggle to get enough applicants in, we're doing great. We have a dream team recruiting team. We're recruiting, uh, you know, 70 plus percent of our uh, new hires have four-year degrees. Uh, We're reflective of the community. We've hired more uh, diversity than in the history of the department. Um, You know, we have, uh, we've made some great strides and it is uh, it is a team effort and putting the right people in the right seats and, Mm -hmm getting out of their way and, and letting them do their job that has led to that success. You know, it seems to me the city council has been generally supportive of your efforts. How about that? Oh, I have enjoyed a tremendous relationship with our counselors and, and uh, mayors, and I've been fortunate. You know, many chiefs across the country have oftentimes there's uh, tumultuous relationships with elected officials, and, and uh, I've been blessed with great city councilors and great mayors, and we have not had any issues. They've been very, very supportive of the police department. It was, it was interesting uh, when, we, uh, when we had the problems in the country uh, that there, there was this talk about defund police, and you know, the, I, I saw that from the start and said, nope, that's not going to work, but it's kind of proven out to be true, isn't it, that some of these cities have tried to defund or change their police, and it hasn't worked very well. You know, the whole defund thing was disheartening to me as a policing professional and someone who's really passionate about the role police play in society. And I think it shows the power of, of social media and uh, political narratives and how quickly things can change. Um, it, here's the bottom line, Steve, is you and I, if, if our family or loved ones or friends ever need the police, we want the best and brightest to come to their aid. And if we demonize the police profession, we're not going to get the best and brightest. And I think the fact that our community has taken a stance that, you know what, we support our police, uh, they're necessary. I think that's one reason why we still see tremendous application numbers and we see great people coming into the profession. But if, if it doesn't change and it continues to be demonized, and in those communities where it is demonized, they, are, they can't fill seats and they don't have police officers to respond to 911 calls, and they're reaching for the bottom of the barrel for their candidates. And when people need help, 
you don't want bottom of the barrel. You want the best and brightest to respond. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Wichita Police Chief Gordon Ramsey. Uh, Chief of Families filed a lawsuit after a teen died several months ago while in custody at the Sedgwick County Youth Detention Center. Has WPD been asked to investigate or had a role in the investigation in that? Yeah, well, we uh, had dropped the, taken the young man into the detention center. Uh, and when we left, he was in good health. There was no signs of any distress. Uh, and uh, after that, I can't comment on uh, right. But <laughs> I know that, uh, you know, I watched the videos myself, uh, our videos, um, and I've shared them with uh, elected officials and community leaders. And um, I don't see any concerns on the way our officers acted in that incident. Again, I can't speak what happened after that. And one of the things that uh, I failed to mention a few minutes ago, and talk about some of the things that have happened while you've been police chief, uh, do we have a now a uh, a committee or a citizens committee that looks into uh, questions of, about police matters? Yeah, and one of our efforts, you know, good government involves community and allows the public to be involved in as much as they can. Because you know, a police department, we are a monopoly. You can't call and say. You know, I want the, I want the Quick Trip Police Department today, or you know, I mean, you get one coming. So it's very important that the community is involved and a part of our our processes and policies and gets to see how we operate. And that Civilian Review Board is exactly that. They review our policies and practices and make recommendations. They also get to see uh, all of our complaints. They get to see videos. They get to see incidents. Uh, uh, they get to pull back the layers, poke, prod, ask questions. And ultimately, the goal is to make us better, and I think it is uh, filling that need and um, of community involvement and, and helping us be better as an organization. You know, I look back at over this past year and a half, two years, it, with this pandemic, there's probably a lot of people who've thought about changing jobs and, and retiring and so forth. Uh, comment, if you will, on, on the pandemic and its impact on Wichita Police Department. Well, if you look at this came on the heels or during um, – the unrest around policing in the country and people were talking defunding we don't want the police getting involved in this that and then all of a sudden we had the mask mandates and we had the uh, capacity issues where you know people were looking at us to go and enforce these issues and because everything is so politicized and uh, this pandemic and this day and age Everybody seems to be, uh, we've lost civility and I think patience in many cases. So we have really tried to lead with a steady hand and not turn things upside down and uh, work through education and voluntary compliance. And the fact that we didn't have issues with, uh, you know, police uh, getting into major confrontations over masks and capacity, I think speaks to our people's level-headedness and the philosophy and how we police in the city. An alarming trend we've seen recently, teens and gun violence. That's very frustrating. What can be done about that? Well, this, I think, is a result of the pandemic again, you know, where we had uh, our youth out of school with no activities for an extended period of time. And, well, I think our, you know, our, uh, I think a lot of it revolved around, you know, family had resources and family members at home to help the kids stay uh, keep up with their schoolwork and and uh, keep them occupied. 
The reality is, though, that many in our community don't have those resources, and kids were kind of left on their own accord. And we saw an increase in vandalism uh, because of the vital time that kids had. We saw an increase in gunplay. And, again, it was because there just was no activities for youth, school, sports, uh, and other, that we have seen a, a concerning increase in juvenile crime. Now, we've seen some drops recently. Uh, we have concerns that, you know, uh, schools may go back to at-home learning or uh, activities will be cut. And I can tell you that we will look back on this and say that was extremely detrimental for our kids and families. And the price we're paying now is increased in crime, uh, falling behind in education, and, um, you know, a whole host of other, uh, other issues as a result of the decisions to just shut everything down. You and other community leaders have been pretty outspoken about the need for better mental health facilities in South Central Kansas. I know it's not your problem anymore, but do you think this uh, next Kansas legislative session might do something about that from, from the state standpoint? Mental health issues are a significant uh, issue for us in our community and particularly the police department because, the, again, the over-reliance on police to deal with all these social issues. And the fact that the mental health facilities in this state have been cut, beds have been cut by thousands since the 70s. Uh, People are going without uh, help and resources. Our jail is the biggest mental health uh, facility in the state of Kansas. Makes no sense. People talk about it, and we've been talking about it for years, but no one wants to adjust or pay for it. And so we pay for it in other ways. We pay for it in issues around, uh, you know, homelessness, disturbances, uh, crime. You know, we have a fair amount of uh, crime that is uh, impacted by people that are in crisis. We need to help before it gets to the point of uh, police involvement. And there needs to be a recognition that it's going to cost some money. And we need to change the way we're doing business because it's not working. Another issue that's, um, that's come up recently is a the number of parolees being involved in crime in Wichita. I mean, some violent crimes have happened recently with people who are out on parole. What's the story there? Major concern. We need to find out the facts on what has happened with our prisons, that COVID and lack of staffing has has caused early releases in many cases. Now, I know uh, the Secretary of the Department of Corrections, and I know he wants to do everything he can to keep our community safe. The bottom line is that over the last 10, 12 years, the budgets of the Department of Corrections has continually been cut, and the pay for our uh, correctional workers hasn't kept up. They have a hard time filling these jobs, Um, and in many cases, people are getting released early because of these reasons, and then it becomes our problem. The other thing that we're seeing is a lack of accountability with parolees that after a dozen or so urine tests where uh, they show positive for drug use, there's no sanctions or there's no accountability. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes those that are addicted to drugs commit crimes to fill their habit. And as a result, we see these property crimes and other issues as well. So it is a complex issue 
that too often the face of all these issues comes back on the police and people say, well, you need to do more. You're not doing a good enough job, but yet we don't pay attention to, well, what are the, what's the sentence here? What's the accountability for someone that's just gotten out of prison? What is, what are we doing to make sure they're successful? What's the reentry efforts to give them housing, to get them education and a job versus just slowing down on a van and pushing them out the door uh, on Broadway and leaving them without any resources or help. All right, I want you to, if you would, just uh, comment a little bit about Wichita. I mean, you're, we, we all have, I think, have pretty good feelings about your, your stay here, but uh, uh, is, what, what kind of town is it? I mean, you come in from the outside, you have a different perspective. What have you found out in the six years you've been here at Wichita that you didn't well, know about before? Yeah, well, the, the people in this city are great. They have been so good to me and my family, uh, so welcoming, so giving. Uh, this is a great community. Um, I, I love it here, and, you know, I don't have a bad thing to say about Wichita at all. Uh, I hope that people recognize that the police department is used for too many of our social issues, and that uh, either we need to start funding, and I, and I don't think it should be the PD. I mean, the city should not be the mental health provider for uh, for Wichita, or because so many people end up in Wichita because of the services we have here. So we have a lot of people from rural Kansas that end up in Wichita, and then it be, becomes you know a Wichita problem. The state needs to help Wichita out more. What I often feel like is that uh, Wichita isn't a part of the state of Kansas because we don't get the funding. We don't get the recognition. We don't get the issue. uh, We don't get the assistance from the state. Like I see that Topeka does or Kansas city, Kansas. And, um, you know, it's almost like we should be part of Oklahoma in many cases because we just don't get the help from the state like we should. And oftentimes, you know, like these parole issues, I feel like we are kind of disproportionately dumped upon by the state. Um, and, that's bothersome to me. You know, I've been working in radio in Wichita for 51 years. And what you just said was a topic that I had been talking about 15, 20, 25 years ago as a problem. You know, there's, there's Topeka and Kansas City, and then there's the other part of the state. Wow. Uh-huh. You, it, it, took you, it only took you six years to figure out. <laughs> it took me about 50 <laughs> But uh, that's interesting because, uh, yeah, I happen to agree with what you're saying there. Well, anyway, uh, we're about out of time. I'd just like to say on behalf of uh, – I have worked with – I think I said – I go back to police chiefs. I think Eugene Pond maybe was the first one that I worked. I don't know who – if you know who that is. but I do, yep. (laughs) That's way back. And I've worked with all of them pretty much. And and, uh, I just want to say uh, from a professional standpoint, appreciate what you've done. You've tried to to be open with the people. Sometimes it's tough to – share everything, but uh, as a media person, it's always good to know that somebody's there who who really sincerely wants the truth to get out and wants people to to know the facts and let them go where they may. So thank you so much for working with us in the media. Thank you, Steve. You've been good to me, and I've uh, appreciated working with you as well. Just just a little bit of time left. Overall impression of our media in town? Do we need to uh, do a little bit better some ways? I think we've got some great media personalities. Um, Oftentimes, you know, I think there's a media outlet here or two, uh, not you, that focuses too much on what's not going right here and not on the positives of the city. And I think that the, the, sometimes the overfocus on what's not going right here hurts our city and is detrimental to efforts uh, that many people are working on. So more positive 
on the great things that are occurring and a little less on maybe what's not right and creating controversy. Thanks for spending time with us, uh, you and your family. Uh, all of our best wishes and for the future, and uh, thanks again for being with us this morning. Thanks, Steve. Happy our, New Year. Best uh, to you. Our guest, Wichita Police Chief Gordon Ramsey. That's all for this edition of Issues 2022. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.